The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello. It is a great day here in Phoenix, Arizona. I This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness Channel and also on KFNX. And I'm live here at the Voice America studio and uh, looking forward to uh, today's episode. Uh, today's episode is all about toxic metals in baby foods for the first part of the hour, for the first uh, 30 minutes. And then the second part of the hour, I will be interviewing another guest about what is consciousness. We will talk about quantum physics, which I love, and also about quantum biofeedback, which is something, it's a a holistic modality that I got into pretty recently that I do offer. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Your business will get a lot of exposure because Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And also, if you'd like to learn more about me, I have two websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com. I offer hair analysis. It reveals toxic metals and minerals, uh, toxic metals and minerals. And I've had my business for over 10 years, and I actually got my first hair analysis back in 2001. I also offer quantum biofeedback. And in the future, we'll be offering brainwave entrainment and Ness Health. And then my speaking website is kristenharperspeaks.com. I am a health and wellness speaker. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. So my first guest, and it's um, I really appreciate her coming on. Uh, her name is uh, Charlotte Brody. She is an RN, and she is the national... Uh, director at the Healthy Babies Bright Futures. And they, uh, I want to talk, uh, talk to her about this study where it was found that many baby foods contain toxic metals. It is an honor to have Charlotte Brody on my radio show. Thank you. And how are you today? I'm good. It's been a really busy time since we released the report last Thursday. I, I can imagine, <laughs> definitely. And, I, you know, I really appreciate what your uh, organization is doing. Um, it's a nonprofit organization. And would you be able to let my listeners know more about your organization? Sure. So Healthy Babies Bright Futures is a three-year-old partnership between scientists and advocates and donors dedicated to identifying where uh, babies' brains are being harmed by neurotoxic chemicals and where we have opportunities to lower those exposures. And so our baby food study um, comes out of the research we've done to show that the biggest exposures for most babies to lead and arsenic are coming from baby foods. And... um, and to figure out what parents can do today and what we as a society need to do longer term to get these metals out of the foods we eat. Yes, absolutely. Um, Toxic metals are uh, damaging to health, and so I really appreciate all that you are doing as well as the um, organization, um, all the... Uh, members and everyone that's a part of this organization. Uh, so uh, I would love for you to talk about this s- study. 
Sure, I'd be happy to. So we um, aren't the first group to identify heavy metals in baby food. Consumer Reports has been uh, showing this problem for years. The FDA has done their own analysis that shows that metals are in baby food, and, and Environmental Defense and other groups have looked at this problem over the years. We wanted to build on that good work by looking at the four most common metals in baby food all at the same time to be able to tell the story of how a little bit of arsenic and a little bit of lead and a little bit of cadmium and a little bit of mercury can all add up to harm. Uh, Because, you know, as you said, Kristen, these metals aren't good for anybody, but they're especially not good for babies, both before and and after birth. And so um, we asked our, our colleagues around the country to go into a variety of stores and buy the foods that were most prevalent on the shelves. You know, we didn't want them to cherry-pick the foods that we knew were a problem, but rather to just buy what it looks like most parents are buying and um, send them to us, and then we packaged them properly and sent them off to Brooks Lab, which is a, a laboratory outside of... Seattle, Washington, that specializes in metal testing. Um, and they uh, examined 168 different baby foods that we sent them and found one or more heavy metal in 95% of the foods. And, and that actually surprised us. I mean, you know, on top of, we knew that this was a problem that we were trying to just tell a little bit more of the story about, but we didn't expect that we would have. Um, such large findings that that uh, that uh, arsenic and lead and the other metals are a problem in so many of the foods that are designed for babies. Yes, um, uh, toxic metals are everywhere. I mean, in our food, our water, um, in the air, uh, body care products, and and so much more. So, uh, would you, and you, and you, basically this study has gotten a lot of, uh, press as well. I mean, this, your study is just, it's, a lot of people have, uh, learned about it. It, it, it's gotten an enormous amount of press attention, yeah. So, uh, you know, everything from, um, uh, WebMD to Breitbart, uh, has, has covered our study. So we've been, um, a little overwhelmed by the attention, but it's really important because we want to both tell parents what they can do today to um, substitute safer foods for the foods that have the most heavy metals, and then we want to create pressure on um, the FDA that is supposed to be protecting our food supply and encourage the baby food companies who have done some but need to do more to get these metals out of baby food. Right. And would you be able to talk about, and I, I'm very familiar with uh, toxic metals uh, just because uh, my background's in hair analysis, which reveals uh, toxic metals. So mm-hmm. I, I do understand that uh, toxic metals can cause every imaginable uh, symptom. And so would you be able to talk about... Um, how these, uh, just based on uh, your research, um, what these toxic metals can do to health in a negative sure. way. So, you know, we, we focused on the impact of these metals on um, babies, but they're not good for anybody. Uh, and less exposure is always a better idea than more. The... Um, the the uh, I'm an old registered nurse, and when I first heard about lead poisoning, we were talking about the severe kind of lead poisoning that has a child coming into an emergency room in convulsions. 
And, and that's really how we thought about it. You know, we thought about um, these problems as problems that would um, cause somebody who was exposed to mercury to lose their hair, you know, dramatically overnight, or, or the kinds of terrible um, uh, birth defects that we saw after the Minamata um, uh, poisoning in Japan, where a, a, a factory dumped their mercury into the bay and, and thousands of Japanese families ate the fish from that bay. So we, we, we've known that these metals were a problem, right? The, the mad hatter is mad in Alice in Wonderland because he was a hatter, and hatters used to use mercury to um, fluff up the, the texture of a fur hat, and, and they went mad pretty early in their lives. And, and that's how we thought about these metals, as, as you know, problems that caused, as, as toxins that cause these very visible um, health issues. And what we've really learned, starting with the work of Herb Needleman in um, Pittsburgh, is that, yeah, there's that kind of poisoning, but then there's the more subtle kind of poisoning that um, children experience as behavior changes. They're, they're more violent. Um, they experience it as uh, uh, encouraging ADHD. They experience it as IQ loss. So that in our report, we um, include an analysis by Apt Associates that shows that the, the low levels of arsenic and lead in baby foods uh, are enough to cause 11 million uh, IQ points to be lost among children um, from birth to age two. You know, n- n- not, not enough that you would see it in any child, but enough to um, move the bell curve towards the need for special education and move the bell curve away from exceptionally bright kids, right? It's just, it's just these subtle effects that are, that are bad for all of us. Uh, we, we also know um, that lead exposure especially uh, can, um, is linked to uh, uh, hypertension in adults. Um, there's some emerging science about the long-term effect of these chemicals on uh, dementia, uh, and um, and they're also linked to cancer, right? Um, especially arsenic and lead. So th- these are, um, as you said, they're everywhere, um, but there are a lot of things we can do to be exposed to less rather than being exposed to more, and we should be doing everything we can to move in the less rather than more direction. Yes, so, yes, we definitely need to, um, you know, protect um, children. And so uh, what I'd like to do right now is go to a quick break. And when we come back, I have some more questions uh, for Charlotte. And uh, today's episode is all about toxic metals in baby foods. And later on, I will be interviewing another guest about what is consciousness and quantum physics. My show, radio show, is on voiceamerica.com, which is the largest live internet radio network in the world, and also on KFNX. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites. 
PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on Kip and X. And I'm live here at the Voice America studio in Phoenix, Arizona. And today's episode is all about toxic metals in baby foods. And also later on, I will be interviewing another guest about what is consciousness, quantum physics, and also we will talk about quantum biofeedback. And before the break, I was interviewing Charlotte Brody. And uh, she is with the Healthy Babies Bright Futures. We've been talking about toxic metals in baby foods, which to me is uh, very concerning. And so, uh, Charlotte, I would like to know, are there other brands of baby foods that are better than others? But we found that these contaminants exist across the brands. Um, the expensive baby foods had just as much contamination as the less expensive baby foods. The organic brands weren't any cleaner when it comes to lead and arsenic and cadmium and mercury. So uh, we, we, you know, this is a problem that we um, really need to address by, by short-term um, picking foods that just have lower levels of these metals oatmeal rather than rice, for example, and, um, and long-term by getting the companies and the government to do what they should be doing to lower the levels of these contaminants in food. Yes, and um, in the past, I have uh, done research on rice, and there's quite a bit of information out there that uh, rice is contaminated with uh, arsenic. Uh, and so... Do you have any other comments um, about this study? Or actually, well, uh-huh, go ahead. Well, let me just say about rice. You know, the the um, it's it's not the poor rice plant's fault, right? The the arsenic is in the ground um, sometimes naturally, and sometimes because uh, fertilizers and pesticides that contained arsenic were used in that area. And um, the rice plant just pulls it out of the ground and puts it into the kernels of rice. Um, but we know that uh, white rice is safer than brown rice, sorry, um, and that basmati is safer than the other varieties, and that we know that rice grown in California has less arsenic in it uh, than rice grown in um, Texas or Louisiana. Uh, rice grown in India and Pakistan also has less arsenic. The, the, one of the ways that FDA actually has helped is they've done studies that have shown that if you make rice the way you make pasta, 
you know, that, that I, I was taught that if you're a good cook, and I think of myself as a good cook, um, you put just the right amount of water in, and when the rice is done, every bit of the water is gone, and you haven't burned the rice, right? And it turns out that that's not the way to make rice if you want to get the arsenic out. That if you make rice in a whole lot of water and then pour the water out, you, you, um, you're pouring out most of the arsenic. So, so there, there are ways to keep eating rice and lower the contamination uh, of, of rice by, by which rice you pick and then how you cook it. Right. And I don't think it like it should be completely avoided, you know, and No. But but you but there can be less, you know, and it, yes, if you less, less, eat absolutely. Less rice and eat more quinoa and barley and other grains, um uh, you end up with less contaminants in you. Okay. So do you have any suggestions for parents? At all. We have about five minutes left. Any advice so that you would like have, to give to parents? Yep. On our website, uh, healthybabyfood.org, we have parent tip sheets in both English and Spanish. And very quickly, um, it, as I've just said, it talks about serving your baby and yourself less rice and more other grains. Uh, it talks about... Um, uh, not serving rice puffs. Rice puffs, you know, the, 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 uh, a baby snack, um, had, uh, more arsenic and lead than almost anything else we tested. And corn puffs, um, have a whole lot less arsenic and lead. But there's also, um, if you're, if there are other finger foods like fresh apples and bananas that you can cut up for your baby and, um, uh, they're a lot healthier. Uh, similarly, uh, teething biscuits and rice rusks don't have a lot of nutrition and have a lot of contaminants in them. And the American Academy of Pediatrics recommends for teething that uh, you use a frozen banana or a cucumber, um, and uh, or you can use a washcloth that you've uh, uh, put in the freezer um, so it's nice and cold and the baby can chew on it. Okay. Uh-huh. And then for um, the, instead of eating a lot of um, carrots and sweet potatoes, uh, which have the most lead in them, um, serving your baby a variety of different foods. Uh, I, I wish I could say that um, uh, making baby foods at home was less likely to create a contamination problem, but we can't say that. You know, the baby food companies... Um, are testing their food, maybe not as much as they should, but they're testing. And, and I know from our work with the baby food companies that they often refuse um, a, a, a truckload of sweet potatoes because the lead levels are too high. And we can't do that at home. You know, we can't, we don't test the sweet potato before we put it into our grocery bag. And and so um, it's it's, I wish I could offer that as the solution, except it's not. And um, but we do think that peeling deeper um, may be a useful way to lower the levels of contaminants in fresh vegetables. Okay. So um, basically, if my uh, listeners would uh, like to learn more about your study and about your organization's work. Where can they go? Thank you for asking. They can go to healthybabyfood.org is the study that is the website that will give them our brand new study that we've been talking about. And for more other information about car seats and um, uh, lead-free gardening and all the other things we work on, they can go to uh, uh, hbbf.org for Healthy Babies, Bright Futures. Okay. Well, um, I just want to thank you for everything that you and the organization are doing. You're definitely making a difference, and I appreciate it because we definitely have to protect our children. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. You're welcome. You take care.
Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Um, so uh, what I'd like to do right now is I'd like to take another short break, and then um, I will move on to my next guest, and we will talk about uh, what is consciousness. Uh, we'll talk about quantum physics, which I absolutely love. I'm very passionate about it. And then also uh, quantum biofeedback. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on KFNX. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to KristenHarperSpeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, PerfectHealthConsultingServices.com and K-R-I-S-T-E-N HarperSpeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K R I S T E N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on Voice America's Health and Wellness channel and also on Kip and X. And this uh, second part of the hour, I will be talking to William, which is his first name, but he likes to be called Lauren. And... Um, Excited to talk to him. He has a really impressive uh, bio, so I'll, I'll let him, uh, you know, introduce himself and more about his background. But I just wanted to mention here, uh, I've had a mentor all the way back to 2001, and I got into hair analysis quite a long time ago. And basically, uh, he <laughs> trained me and uh, educated me like many years ago that children should be breastfed up till uh, three years old. And um, if you'd like to learn more about hair analysis, I have uh, Get Healthy Free eBooks at my website at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. Uh, but my approach is different, and I respect everyone's approach because I've had many guests and practitioners on my show. Uh, my approach is very different to where I actually believe that, you know, after, um, you know, breastfeeding, <laughs> uh, you know, children and even adults should be eating organic cooked vegetables. 
Um, also, no fruit. I'm not a fan of fruit because I believe it's high in sugar. I, as far as corn, uh, I like organic blue corn uh, chips. And then I believe for the most part, people should be staying away from gluten, including barley. I do like brown rice. Um, I believe that we should be avoiding the nightshade vegetables, potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, <laughs> and eggplants. Um, not usually a fan of cucumber. And so you can learn more about the my approach as far as health and wellness and uh, the diet at you know those uh, get healthy ebooks. But I want to move on to uh, Lauren. Uh, we have quite a bit in common when it comes to uh, quantum uh, physics. We have um, this similar interest, but I'm very excited because. I recently got into quantum biofeedback. That's another service that I offer now at my website. I love it. And uh, let's see, I've I've got my training, I believe. It's been about a year now I've been going through training and then got my level one certification. But uh, Lauren's been doing this for such a long time. And he has an impressive bio. So uh, Lauren, would you be able to go over your background and let my listeners know more about you? Uh, well, I started off as a young fella learning how to cook food. And and because of that, uh, I got really interested in, in what that food was doing to people, so I started to study nutrition. Uh, that led me to studying um, like a holistic medicine. I was working for a fellow by the name of Tai Fu Chen out of Southeast Asia that was a doctor of holistic medicine. And uh, he said, you know, there's... There's more to us than just the food particles and stuff we put into our body. And, you know, one day, one thing led to another. We had a conversation. He said diverticulosis, and I said diverticulate. He said, well, it's time to go back to school. And I said, well, I'm not really sure what to take because there's not a lot in North American universities that could teach me what you're talking about. He said, well, go and take nursing because it's mind, body, and soul. So 20 some odd years ago, that's what I did. I went into nursing, but I never stopped studying all the alternative stuff like acupuncture, reflexology, iridology, um, all of those ancient culture medicines that were around before our allopathic system came into play. Uh, since then, about 15 years ago, um, I started really having a lot of experiences with, uh, what people would make, might call deja vu or um, you need something in your life, but how do you get it? You don't have the means. You put the emotion and the thoughts into it. And for me, it was that within a few months, things started to happen that, that I really didn't put any physical effort into. So this, this brought me onto the path of consciousness and, and, and how we think with our emotions and what happens in our reality because of that. Um, Ten years ago, I shut off my television set because I recognized that a lot of the stuff that's on television is programming. And, you know, when it says TV programming, it doesn't mean telling you what's on TV. It's the programming they're putting into our heads about what they want us to know about the world. So I shut that off and started studying more of the stuff that I wanted in my head now, granted, a lot of people say, well, you miss out on so much of the world that way. And I say, yeah, but I have friends that watch TV. They can tell me who won the election. They can tell me what Trump is up to. They can, I, I can get all of that secondhand, whereas when I'm putting information into my head, I'm doing my own programming. And this is where consciousness comes from, right? Now, I've been a registered nurse for quite a while. Uh, I've been doing biofeedback for 10, 11 years. Awesome. I've seen great differences and great uh, changes in people's lives because of the device and, and because of the approach of being present and having good intent when I help try to help them, right? Creating possibilities for health, I think, is what I'm doing now. Yes, I'm just really impressed with your um, background. And so uh, 
Before we talk about, I really want to get into detail about consciousness and uh, quantum physics more in detail and, um, you know, about our, our beliefs creating reality and uh, more. But um, for uh, some of my listeners that are listening right now that are not too familiar with uh, quantum biofeedback, would you be able to just give a, a brief explanation of what it is? Okay, uh, the word quantum means like the smallest particle out there, right? The smallest effect that we can think of. Uh, biofeedback is, uh, think about the smallest reaction that your body has, right? So quantum biofeedback is, is uh, uh, from my understanding, now I can be wrong, there are people out there that know way better definitions, but it's a sensor that reads micro-voltage changes in the body that can indicate uh, either harmonious signal or uh, a signal that is in chaos or uh, not in harmony with the rest of the body. Now, the, the information that we get in the biofeedback system shows us stress levels. Uh, how much the body is actually working on a particular item. I always like to use uh, an example of potassium. You know, if I get a, a really high reaction in potassium, I start asking the, the person, do you eat a lot of potassium high-rich foods, right? And they go, well, no, I don't like bananas. I don't like avocados. I don't like all of those things. I said, well, you know, you, you, the stress response says that your body is really stressing over potassium. Maybe you should try doing that to help them balance and, and direct their diet so that they can uh, feel better. And, and maybe get over a physiological condition that they have. The, the matrix designed by Professor Nelson is immense. And learning all of the, all of the signatures and what they mean uh, is a science in itself. Uh, I find that biofeedback is very creative. Sure, there's lots of um, protocols out there for us to, to follow through the program, to do for specific uh, identified disease processes. But uh, in truth, I find that intuitively doing it actually has more benefit. And the smaller the amount of interference you create giving feedback to the body, it seems to be more effective. Okay. So let's Does that make any sense? Yes. Yes. Um, I just want to let my listeners know I've had uh, Desi, the inventor of quantum biofeedback, on my show uh, a couple times in the uh, past. And um, yeah, I think it's been a couple of times. Um, and uh, she, I mean, is a mathematical genius. And I love this technology so much because it reveals so much about health, way more than you could just get, you know, like um, as far as lab test results or going, you know, into a, a doctor's office. And, uh, and uh, William, I just wanted to say, like, um, you know how my background's in hair analysis? And what's, uh, what's really cool is that hair analysis uh, reveals the stages of stress. Um, so, you know, like alarm, resistance, exhaustion. And, yeah. and so also with uh, Desi's technology, it reveals the same. Hans yeah, bar, yeah. Yeah, and so that's what I like to do at times. And like I said, I'm, I've only been doing quantum for about a year or so, but I like to, uh, you know, look at the hair analysis and then also do the quantum. And then um, I always like to go off the lab test results uh, first, of course, um, but the uh, quantum biofeedback can provide so much information that you just can't get anywhere else, you know, way more than anything I've ever um, encountered. So um, basically, I would love you to talk about what is consciousness. Well, you know, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of people out there talking about it, right? And, and I'm, I'm a student of it myself, but I've, I've come to a point in myself. I used to have, uh, I used to have a problem. My, my thoughts and my emotions would pull me all over the planet and I'd have a really hard time organizing myself until I discovered meditation. And what I discovered there was, is, you know, we're so tied up with our external stimuli, we forget that, 
uh, only 5% of our thoughts or, or our day is actually spent in the moment. Like we're talking on, on the radio now and listening with our conscious mind. Whereas if, you know, I, I start thinking about my grocery list, who's talking to you? Well, my subconscious mind is talking to you. And that's all uh, conditioning and programming that I've accumulated over the years, right? Now, when we're, when we're having problems in our lives or, or things keep on coming at us in our lives, we have to start uh, reviewing what it is that we think about the most, Right? And, and kind of going and doing some meditating on those experiences we've had in the past. Because when, when we have an experience that creates an emotional response in us, we create a really uh, strong memory pathway in our subconscious mind. The more often we, we experience that emotion and, and that memory, the stronger that pathway becomes. Now, granted, say if you were a child and you had a bad experience with a dog... And it happened a couple of times to you through your life. And then you're an adult and it's been 15 years since you had a run in with a dog and you're walking down the street looking at your cell phone, the dog barks and all of a sudden you're anxious and your heart rate goes up and you get flushed. You, you wonder what's going on. Well, that's the programming in your subconscious mind running your body, right? So our consciousness is the programmer, but it takes a long time with emotional content to rewrite our subconscious mind. And uh, I call it cleaning the closet. I go, into, I go into meditation and I dig around in my, in my memory closet and find those things that uh, elicit emotional responses in me. Not saying that all of them are bad. There's times where I feel extreme joy and extreme love and, and gratitude and and all of those positive emotions as well. But then there's the negative ones that come along where, you know, you, you touched fire and, and burnt your hand or the dog bit you. And the next time you saw a dog, he peed on you and growled at you. And, and now I have a couple of fearful responses, memory pathways for that dog, right? And we don't really take this into account when we're looking at health. You know, uh, Bruce Lipton talks about our cells being little, like little microprocessors. They have the same kind of structure as, as a microprocessor. Uh, Joe Dispenza talks about um, how our automated belief systems will always take us back down the road of familiarity when we have habits built up. And those habits can cause us disease processes. So the more present and we are in the moment and the more meditation we do connecting with our subconscious and identifying those belief systems, whether they're real or not, like there's the tiger in the room, you know, our, our autonomic nervous system and everything says there's a tiger in the room. I got to run. So our heart rate goes up, the cortisol gets released and our peripherals get all the blood and our core shuts down and we go. The only problem is, is if we have a belief system that our coworker is the tiger now we're in a stress situation just being in the room with our coworker. That's, that's a belief system with wrong meaning. And, and that, that was kind of brought forward a lot with uh, Dr. Amit Goswami, who basically underwrote uh, the meaning of consciousness and how it interacts on the quantum level with all material around us. And, of course, when we start going through quantum biology, we can see how our consciousness is actually affecting the subatomic particles of our cells and how our cells start believing whatever it is that our subconscious mind are, is doing, right? If you're fearful, all your cells are fearful. They go into fight and flight mode with everybody else. But if you rest and relax, they all rest and relax as well. So consciousness is still one of those things that, that's nebulous. But I, I looked at uh, Freud and uh, Jung and a bunch of the other uh, psychologists of the past. And, and, of course, you know, we identify with ego and id in our body, ego being I'm bigger and better and, and have to outdo everybody else. And id is the one that says, you know, I'm, uh, I'm the victim. The world is doing this to me. And... Every time we 
perceive uh, stimuli for our environment, whether it be real or imagined, our body will follow suit. So our consciousness has lots of power over our physical body, right? Yes. Quantum, quantum physics is defining how, how that interaction happens. Right, um, Dr. Hui Len, who's uh, was the head of the Forensic Institute of Hawaii, uh, brought forth uh, an ancient teaching called Haponopono. Yes, yeah, I've heard about know, that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you think, imagine this glass in front of you, and and it's made up of your morals, your values, and your belief systems, and uh, you see the world through this. Right, and and when you think, you're actually writing on the glass. And when you when when you perceive something from the environment and you feel an emotion, the emotion colors the glass. So it goes from pink to blue to red to green. And you're thinking about how you're going to fix it and what's going to. What he's saying is, you're actually the glass. You're not any of the writing or any of the colors. You're the glass on which that all that information is being written. And the more we try to think and the more we uh, live in the color, live in the emotion, uh, that's, that's who we program our subconscious to be. Whereas in truth, we're the glass. We're the observer of those things. I know I'm happy. I know I'm upset. I know I'm joyous, right? I, I, I think about the, the process of thought, the process of how to do addressing for somebody. Um, these are all analytical things, and of course, the emotion comes from the other side of the brain. So, in truth, what are we? Are we our emotions, or are we our thoughts? Consciousness is the observer. From what I understand, don't get me wrong, like, I'm still a student, right? What's the source of thought? What's the source of our consciousness? And quantum physics is starting to show that there's an underpinning vibration in the universe called the quantum field, or lots of people call it different things. Religions call it uh, God or Muhammad or Buddha or, or whoever they're focusing on from their social and cultural background. It exists. Science is showing that, that it's there, and it resonates life and love and light. Consciousness? I don't know. Andrew Cohen talks about... Uh, evolutionary enlightenment, whereas in the beginning there was nothing. And then God said, let there be light. And then all the planets and everything formed, and here we are 14 billion years ago trying to figure out what our spirit is. Or what, what are, what's our, why are we here? Right? Well, if in the beginning there was nothing but this energy field and consciousness, where did we get ours? These are all questions that we, they've been, beating on for millennia. So my definition would be our consciousness is our observer, the one that understands that we're feeling an emotion and we're thinking about stuff. But it's also our programming because between, you know, six, three months before we're born and seven years old, we're programmed by our parents and our environment mm-hmm. so that we can survive as human beings in this environment, right? Yes, yes. And then we build up on it from there. Yeah. And I'm glad we're talking about this because, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, physicians and practitioners out there and they'll address biochemistry, but, you know, they're not even talking about quantum physics. Yeah, and biochemistry is affected by your thoughts. You think about the placebo effect, 30 yes. to 40% of whether or not that pill works is whether or not you believe it's going to work. Yeah. And... um I am a huge fan of Deepak Chopra. I've been following him for a very long time. And he did a speech, I've talked about this before on my show, that our beliefs create our reality. I know that there are other holistic gurus out there that uh, disagree. But, you know, we're always learning, right? I mean, the rest of our lives, we're going to constantly be learning. So I'm still learning as well, but I'm on the same page as Deepak. So, uh, Lauren, we're at the end of my show. We have a few minutes left. So I know that you um, uh, provide a biofeedback, a quantum biofeedback at a clinic. Uh, would you be able to let my listeners know 
more about this clinic, um, if they need to reach you, how can they go about doing that? Sure, yeah. We're, we're in Gibsons, British Columbia on the Sunshine Coast. There's actually two, two clinics. One is in uh, Nova Scotia. You can find us online at uh, casaromawellnessclinic.com or casaromawellness.ca. We're also on Facebook if you want to look us up there and connect with us through Facebook. Um, primarily, uh, the original store was started 20 years ago by my best friend's mom, and she's a aromatherapist master. And uh, we do biofeedback, we do pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, we do light therapy, cognitive repatterning. We uh, have a whole bunch of technology from different doctors and people around the world that's energy-based because uh, quantum physics says that we're, we're made of energy and light first. So if we're going to make a big different change, we should... Uh, kick our interventions up a notch. And, of course, in the university, they teach us the five bodies, the spirit, the subconscious, the conscious, the morphogenetic field, and the physical body, and where each one of the ancient medicines can uh, make a difference for people. Right. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. I enjoyed uh, talking with you. Well, thank you for having me. Okay. I wish you my best. You take care. Okay. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. And this is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Please send me uh, emails to Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, at kristenharperspeaks.com. I would love to hear from you if you have any questions for me. And just some uh, last comments here. Um, You know, we were talking about rice earlier, which um, is toxic and arsenic. Um, a person doesn't have to completely avoid it, but a, a little in moderation is okay. And my preference is brown rice. And um, not a, too, too much of a fan of avocados. And we just talked a lot about food, but I'd like you to go to my website, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I do have my Get Healthy free ebooks. And just want to mention, I combine hair analysis with the quantum biofeedback and also Nest Health, which I'll be uh, talking about in the near future. It's another modality I'm getting into. I like to review lab tests first, like the hair analysis. And then from there, you add in the quantum biofeedback and the Nest Health. But I do prefer lab tests, you know, for for minerals and toxic metals. And then uh, for the um, biofeedback and the Nest Health, it's uh, more for, uh, it's not diagnostic, okay? Um, But it just reveals so much about a person's health. Thank you for tuning in. Wishing all of you a wonderful week. Thank you for being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week. 